Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, the AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. And to my right, Jeep himself. Gary, how you doing? I'm doing good. God damn, I came in hot like July, like that fiery sun out of Super Mario. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, here we are, Wednesday Comics. Tell you the comics coming out this week. Also talk about uh, our book club book and also uh, an issue of a series uh, in which we'll be examining Kurt Busiek's work uh, over the next few weeks here. First was Secret Identity, uh, Superman's Secret Identity. Um, and... Uh, I have no clue what I was going to say next. Just left my mind. You know why? Because for some reason, and this is always the case, and you think by now I would have learned, but I'm wearing a sweater in the studio right now, and I have no clue why. You're insane. Did you drink water today, too? Yes, I had water today, but not as much as, as, much as you should have. Not yeah, as much as I should have. So I'm right. kind of lacking here right now. Actually, though, I do got a, you know, speaking of water, Topa Chico Margarita Heart Seltzer Tropical Pineapple. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It does Just say it, worse. it does say right here filtered carbonated water, number one ingredient. So you know, uh, I like to imagine that I am getting hydrated that way. So uh, we're here also to you know what? Listen, we can preview also the uh, Thor Love and Thunder movie that's coming out this week. Maybe with our uh, thoughts on what we expect from it, will be uh, what's kind of uh, in the uh, zeitgeist and what. Uh, kind of what we expect next for the MCU, and uh, maybe we'll call the Entertainment King here in a second. Is he available tonight? I'm sure he is. Oh, is he? Doesn't do anything. Is he with you uh, in Sioux Falls, or he's not? He's just no, oh, he, no. He didn't come to town. He doesn't love his mom as much as you do. That's right. That's right. He flees at first opportunity back to a state. That you know why though? Because he's so dedicated to his job. He knows that he can't be leaving the entertainment capital of the world, and that's Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I applaud him for it. You know, you got to stay there. You got to be on the on the uh, hunt uh, at all times for a new uh, scoop, a new lead. And uh, let's give this guy a call. You know, we got to troll him because we're going to see Thor before him. We should come up with a bit. Uh, yeah. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm searching for him in the, uh, it's just dad people, and it just keeps spinning, so this music's going to go on a little longer than Why is his name not popping up? I don't know, we're later than we normally are when we call him, so he might be sleeping. That's true. He might be he's with got, his lady. He's, ugh, he's got a 40-hour week this week, so hmm. probably not, but... You know what? The, uh, the old Facebook is not working to Adam for some reason, and uh, so we're going to give this guy a call, you know. Uh, 605-215-1849, that's the phone number he gives a call, and that's the phone number that uh, we're going to give him a little ring in. Uh, let's see, do I remember what his number is? Here it is. I should have saved this guy in my context. Why do, you, why do we get to act like we don't know who this guy is? Uh, Corey, I can barely hear you. I don't know why, what's going on here. Can you guys hear him for that well? Not really. Can you join on Facebook, bro? I can't answer. Or your phone call. Oh. Through, through the phone that you usually call me with, so I need to call me through the Facebook. You know what? We were having technical issues, and I'll add you over there because, you know, I pay you a lot of money to be the entertainment king of of the of the internet, and uh, this is not the quality I'm expecting. Well, you called me on the other line. All right. Well, you know what? I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't need a whine about it damn i don't know i agree with Corey. marvin called him on that line so there we go now let me add him i don't know why it, like, it took forever <laughs> there he is let me hear your voice now mr guess bueller there we bueller. go there he is. that's what i'm expecting now from now on when i when i give you a call i need this quality <laughs> Yeah, the theme almost ran out from the entertainment tonight before you answered. So I actually had to stop it because uh, it, it took forever. So uh, I picked up on the first ring of the OG phone call. So whatever, Corey, we're calling you. Objection inter- hearsay. You're obviously in the entertainment capital of the world. Uh, like I said, I told these guys before I called you. We'll see if you're busy. We we'll see if you're out there in the streets getting a scoop. If you're out there getting the the, the dirt, you know, on this entertainment capital. Or excuse me, this entertainment uh, world we know. Um, but, uh, this week in terms of entertainment, we have, uh, uh, Thor Love and Thunder that will be coming out and, uh, we'll be watching on Thursday before you. What do you think about that? You know, 
I'm not thrilled about it. I'm definitely not thrilled about it, but such is life. So You know, in that moment of silence, I felt like I could have seen Corey kill a thousand people without how pissed he is that he has to miss that. Let me actually ask you a question here, Corey. Do you really think that there's anything that can happen in that movie that is a spoiler enough that you would get mad if we told you? I'm not, not that I'm going to tell you. You're not going to be that asshole. But I'm saying, really, in this kind of movie, do you not think it's just going to be like the jokes and the performance that makes this movie? I think it's just, yeah. I think, I guess if you think about it, yeah, something like that. But I mean, I just don't want, like, if there is a big twist or turn, I don't want to know that ahead of time. Because then I'll be like, oh, fuck, I didn't see that coming. What do you, th- you just told me? Corey, I know you're the guy, you're kind of the guy that likes to see what the, the world's a buzzy, and obviously I pay you for that reason. And uh, uh, have you seen the buzz in this movie? Kind of a mixed bag, I'm seeing. <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I've heard, like, you know, that it's pretty good, but yeah, I've been seeing, like, I don't know, just, like, good, very good, not great, but very good. I've seen. Um, I've heard it. Christian I've heard Bale's it called. Hey, hey, hey! hey oh, sorry. He's sorry, asking sorry. me. Is he asking you? No, <laughs> okay. No. Sorry I'm that kidding. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> having a conversation. Am I going to pick up your fucking popcorn bucket tomorrow? <laughs> you damn straight. So keep your mouth shut. I'm <laughs> shutting I'm up. Shutting up. <laughs> shutting up. <laughs> but I've heard Christian Bale is a big highlight, and that he's really good. I've heard that too. I also saw that it's pretty divisive. Either like you really love it, or some people just like don't. It's basically if you enjoy the formula now. And I, I heard it's like very f- funny. And like if you're looking for something a little more serious, like a Thor movie, that maybe it's not really what you're looking for. But I heard the same thing about Christian Bale. So I'm looking forward oh, okay. to that. A, the, a lot of the humor uh, for, is from Ragnarok that's going to transfer over. I feel like I like that too. So uh, we'll see. The trailer looks funny. So I mean, right? I think you're just going to think of it as a comedy now. Comedy action movie. Well, yeah, I just don't want, like, I mean, we'll see how they handle Christian Bale, but it's like, God, he'd be such a good villain that I hope they just don't make him, like, goofy, you know? I think, I but know. I think that's why they had to make the movie probably funnier is that, I mean, his job is to literally kill gods. Right. He's kind of, he's kind of a downer, so. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of funny that, uh, I mean, it would be funny if we got Malekith as the serious stoic type in the MCU and then Gore is like the jokey, like, so I really hope they don't do that either. Like, he's my most anticipated for this movie. I'm like, if they pull off Gore. They, they don't have a good track record with villains, though, so. That's true. I mean, Loki, he's still kicking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like. <laughs> guys think we'll see Loki at all in this prop shot? Nah, I I'm sure he'll be referenced or an uh, credit, end credit scene. He's been every every Thor movie, so you would think. Maybe hmm. maybe he'll be like a hologram or some sort of memory um, in the background because they really haven't uh, addressed his death yet in a Thor movie because he died after Ragnarok. So, um, well, there is that big space on the left of Korg in the trailer. People don't know who that is, but it could be maybe Loki, maybe me. Oh, no, it's, it's easily. No. Um, it's I would easily, say. Uh, What's the what's the horse looking Thor or whatever? Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, right. No, you think it's Beta Ray Bill? That would I'm joking, guys. but that would be. Oh my god, cheese. Corey, you just ant me so hard. I can't believe you just said that. I would See, die if Beta Ray Bill. I totally forgot. Dude, they teased I, it. In the I, third know, one. thing is that I got to yeah. sit by Garrett tomorrow, and most of the time, people, you know, we, most of the time, he's a little concerned he's going to get punched. I'm concerned something else is going to happen. He's going to get punched, What time man. is your movie? What time is it? Seven. Seven o'clock. Okay, so I'll go to the bathroom at 6.55 just for you, Al. Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> I actually been bringing up on the show. Going, Who am I going to go pee actually, with? Actually, I believe, uh, Garrett, it's 7.05, right? But 7.05, It's not yeah. for me. It's for yeah. Alex. Yeah. Oh, it's so at 7.05. I, so. Oh, then I'll go at 7. Thank you. <laughs> I think yeah. if, if Loki is in uh, reference in the movie whatsoever, it might be from Gore because he's looking for all the gods, obviously, to take them out. So maybe he'll mention mm. that he's still out there somewhere, and then that'll set right. up a, a storyline where Thor goes to find mm-hmm. him. Um, right. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, you have to go into it knowing that it's going to be jokey, um, and I think yeah. that works more than the serious Thor. Obviously, it's right. going to be an action kind of comedy, and so, I mean, that's uh, what we're, we're going to have to go with. I do think, though, that we'll get minimal uh, connections to the other MCU in this movie. I don't I think it'd be. I don't think it's going to be like huge, like twist. Obviously, you're going to have the behind. Uh, I mean, after the credit stuff, that's going to do that. Yeah. Um, well, and the Guardians are going to be in it. 
Yeah. But I think it's going to be pretty self-contained. I would agree. I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to move into heavy territory. I'm a little concerned just because, like, you know, I, I can I'm comparing it to like Legally Blonde and Legally Blonde Two. You know, <laughs> I like my Thor to be funny and be a little serious, not just a complete ditz like the second one. You know, so I'm just like, as long as it's not the anywhere near the second one, I will enjoy this movie. Still considered was he the dumb dark in the second one. I don't think he was a dumb. Was he dumb in the second one? No, I'm no, talking about I'm Legally open. Blonde. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> she was like serious and funny in the first one, and then the second one she was just an idiot. Okay, I see what so, you're saying. I thought you're talking so I don't about want Thor. Thor to be the idiot of this. Well, I mean, I guess he they, will be. But in Avengers, they kind of they straddle the line where he was fat and he was like goofy, but then he got serious when he went to go, you know, make uh, uh yeah. Fuck, what's the right? Called? That's what I want. I think that'll be a good balance. I'm really hoping. Yeah. And we know that he's with the Guardians, so you don't need too much comedy with him, with them. So, right. And he's with Korg in that one scene when he's look uh, trying to see what um, Gore is doing, and he finds that one god dead. So I, I think there'll be touches of serious. I mean, that's what I mean. I think you got to go in comedy action with like almost the kind of like, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but almost like a rush hour. Right, it's a comedy action movie, but there is a couple serious moments in that movie. So, right, <laughs> Korg, four, Korg, <laughs> Lee, Kata, <laughs> and this is Meek. Meek's yeah. right here. God, I hope he makes it. Didn't he die in the last? One? No, he was on the couch. No, he's, he's, he's like, oh, Meek's still alive. <laughs> Corey, another it. another question I have for you here, and then really that's all we have for entertainment. But I got to ask you another question here. Uh, after this is She-Hulk, correct? Is that yep. the next thing? What's the next movie, right? Um, so next movie is going to be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, that is right. We don't know anything about that. So I right. guess we'll see if we but can. But I think Marvel's been being pretty consistent with their trailers like two and a half to three months before the movie comes out. Like this movie, I think, was the closest to the release that they've ever done. No, Sp- Spider-Man No Way Home. No, dude. no, this was even sooner. Because we saw the first trailer for this during Doctor Strange, right? Uh, Which would have yeah. been the beginning of May, so yeah. two months almost, yeah. So, in uh, Wakanda, this was come out when? November, November. I can't remember. Teen, November teens, I think. So, September. Uh, I think they have their big D23 around then, so maybe we'll see it around their yeah. big expo. So. Right. Um. Well, keep you know what? Keep your nose to the ground. You catch these fucking leads. You give me a scoop on this. You tell me when that trailer's coming out, and I'm going to ask you next week, and you're going to give me some information, all right? I'm surprised I didn't get asked about a certain other project. I, you because, can't. Because we are one man. Alex is, hasn't watched he's it. He's almost done. What the actual fuck, Alex? Oh, whoa, I whoa. only had no time to watch shit. Alex is moving into a new house core, you inconsiderate fuck. I'm so sorry for the comments that just came out of my mouth, but get a life and watch TV. <laughs> you know, of course, go, go jump off a bridge. God. So this is why wow. I don't save sweat. you. Don't worry, Alex. This is well, why you hired the guy. He's not afraid of confrontation. Plus, he's going to be out there in the fucking streets getting a scoop for me. He's got to follow Alex, somebody into be there the... to catch me. I'll catch you. Okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> With one hand, so you actually die. <laughs> <laughs> No, I kid. I take it back, Corey. I take it back. I take it <laughs> We're back. I called Corey, and Corey's gonna be mad because I didn't watch the show. <sighs> Corey, well, you still caught up by next. Excuse week, me, Corey. Dude, you still epic, you still so. caught up with the Major Spider-Man? Um, I just got so I actually I had to switch comic shops. Is the comic shop I was going to to get my books? They moved like thirty minutes away, so I had to go to a new one, and I set up a pull box at a new one, and it's gonna work just great. So I haven't read it yet, but I got number five. All right. Well, you're still on it, so I'm going to accept that answer. And uh, I'm so far behind. I just read issue two today. That's not so. Down. That's three issues behind. By definition, that's a little behind. Garrett, I'm still in the 80s. Don't worry, you're fine. No, guess what? My I just checked my new total today. 133 comics am I behind? Jesus. Yeah, I fell I'm off. I'm so proud of you. I know. <laughs> God damn. Well, Corey, uh, I mean, go ahead. It, it doesn't max my 500 that I'm behind on, but still. Pastrami. Yeah. 
hold up a second. I gotta get this guy out of here. Hey, Corey, say your say your goodbyes. All right. Well, this is hashtag guest host one signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. Thanks for getting my popcorn bucket. I will. There you go. Guest host one. Uh, I will. <laughs> hashtag entertainment king. Uh, out there in the streets. I told you, he's got his nose to the grindstone. He's out there fucking pushing for a story. He sees, you know, you know, he sees Jennifer Lawrence walk into a Chinese restaurant. He's right after the scoop on X, <laughs> the next X Men movie. She's gonna be in it. What's going on? Is she the MCU? Right. He sees Hugh Jackman walking into uh, the Broadway uh, Broadway studio, and he's in there. He does a little slide in, and he says, "Hey, what's up, Wolverine?" And then Hugh Jackman is a nice guy, and he kind of tries to get him out of there without getting beat up. So, because you know, he has security. I, I appreciate uh, hashtag Gessel Swan because tomorrow. He's going to go into the depths of spoiler territory and go to an AMC theater without going to see the movie just to give me that Thor popcorn bucket. Is he going like during showtimes? Yep. Oh, brother. He gets off work at five. And he's got to resist. That's a good bro. He's got to resist because he could just walk into that movie and watch it himself, but he's going to go with his pals later that week. He's got to resist not just walking in and watching it twice that week. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just maybe the... he maybe he's planned to go all along. And he's just lying to everybody, so he's not a bad person. Mm. And he's gonna go watch it just so he knows himself. He can't be spoiled, but just he'll act like he'll, it's brand new on when he goes. Yeah, to it's like oh wow, I'm that surprised. that scene. I'm just surprised that he actually has the strength to not go see it. I mean, he woke up early to watch uh, Stranger Things. I'm surprised he, he isn't going to go see it twice. He doesn't have a choice because. Uh, a certain scientist we know and his his lady friend have prior commitments. Yeah, that's the only reason why he said it. So, uh, there you go, uh, the entertainment section. Uh, but let's talk comics, boys. Let's talk about what's coming out this week here. Uh, first up on the docket, as always, not as always, but uh, that Texas <laughs> Blood, number 15, Chris Condon, Jacob Phillips, the Snow, Fall, Ennisley, Wonderland. Uh, I will admit, and it's a hard thing for me to admit, but uh, I am behind on comics also, so I haven't read this uh, last issue number 14, but uh, uh, you can't look at and I said this last month, and I will say it again. I don't know what it is about people smiling. That's creepy, but uh, that mask on the front, looking forward to catching up with uh, that Texas blood. What do you guys think? Uh, that was the best part about looking at my behind list. I was like, oh, look at that. I have te- that Texas blood, 14 and 15, Saga 59 and 60. I'm like, Let's go. Let's let's read. Let's catch up on some books. But that Texas Blood, I've been thinking about a lot because, like, that's kind of been like our our criminal, like our true crime kind of thing. And I'm like, man, I really want to read a book like that right now. And that Texas Blood usually uh, scratches that itch for me. So, uh, I'm gonna let you guys on a secret. I haven't thought much about books outside of being excited to unpack them when I get to the new house. Well, let me ask you a question about this new location, Alex. You're bringing the collection over there, and you're going to have a, your own location to place these comics. When you break them out of the box, do you set up the stack already to start reading? All right? You get them all sorted? Yeah. All right. And then you put the ones you obviously are done with away. But do you take that opportunity to kind of go through them and maybe... Uh, well, uh, yes. If your question is going to make, am I going to go through each box and maybe cut some out and maybe get some ready to sell? Yes. I wasn't going to be there are, book, there are books that solely uh, my good collection. I'm talking about you, Fight Club 2. Oh. Hey, let me know when you're throwing some of those on the, on the black market because uh, I might scoop. Well, I'll let you know what I got. I mean, I, I can't imagine it's a lot of stuff, but there are some that I want to get rid of. I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to read this. Nor do I care. You know what? If you get a lot of ass for Brightest Day, the complete series, uh, let me know and I'll throw my set in the mix. Well, I don't have any of the Brightest Day stuff. So. Oh, well, never mind. You're dead. That was before I got into books, but I was, I was just, yeah. I do intend on going through each box and going, okay, what, what am I keeping? What am I, what am I not tossing? Slimming down. Take the shit Trimming off. the blubber. Take the shit off the wheels, you know, you know get the you traction know? back. I do intend on getting caught up, especially on the books that all three of us read, that we can kind of go, hey, let's let's do a revisit of no, this my book. Question, my Saga, question. Oh, go ahead. I'll speak of this. Sorry. Like, Saga, I'm behind. I'm 5960. That's one of those books that I go to pick up at the shop because I need to read it right away. Uh, right. My question to you, Alex, was actually going to be when you get there, you break them out of the box to make sure uh, it's still good quality. You didn't break them? 
Uh, I've been super paranoid about my packing them yeah. up because I've been bringing them to my mom and dad's. Yeah. So that I didn't have to store them in the um, portable shed. Uh, I'm su- yeah. I've been super weary about it. So I'm gonna like, take a couple. <laughs> You're of gonna break out the Microsoft uh, the the my the uh, microscope. Microscope. No, no. What, what's the fucking thing called? The my telescope. Magnifying no, glass. Telescope. Magnifying glass. Thank you. And, we're, uh, both, we're all stupid. <laughs> in the in the light, and you're going to comb through every page and make sure that there's no kind of creases. Actually, no, you you do that with your eyes already. You don't need a magnifying glass. No, I'm saying these <laughs> these eyes are like bionic. I can see where the problem is. Speaking of bionic eyes, Starhenge, uh, Liam Sharp, Liam Sharp miniseries premiere. Revere creator Liam Sharp cuts loosely in his visually stunning six issue masterpiece, Starhenge Book One: A Future Merlin tra- Travels. Uh, back to the 5th century Britain to prevent monstrous time-traveling killer robots from robbing the universe of magic. Amber Weaver's lively present-day narrative reveals how she becomes drawn into a war across time. It's the Charmander meets the Green Knight in 30 enthralling story pages, setting the scene for an original epic inspired by Arthurian sagas. Alex, what do you think? So after reading Once in Future, I decided that this was a book. And I'm not a huge Liam Sharp fan, but I know his attention to detail in his work uh, is fantastic. I haven't read any of his actual writing, uh, but the art alone was enough to get me brought into it. I looked at the cover and I was I was like, you know, what, I'm going to at least give number one a try. Who knows if I'll stay on it, but I'm sure I will. Did it, I don't usually break off a book after I've tried it. What was that? Was it a Wonder Woman book that he wrote recently? He did uh, Green Lantern uh, Season 2. Yeah, but did um, he write one and draw one recently? Yeah, yeah. we talked oh. about it, and I know we didn't. I don't know if Garrett, did you get it? I think it was a I Wonder Woman book. I did get it, but I don't think they ever came out with a second issue. Yeah, I think I remember you talking about the first issue liking it, but yeah, I don't remember yeah. talk, hearing about it more, so yeah, we'll see, but... Uh, Liam Sharp is a good artist, so I mean, as long as he can put together a, a, a creative narrative there with that kind of plot, uh, not plot, but that kind of um, idea, I think it would be a good book. So, I know when he did the Batman Brave and the Bold, and that was like three or four years ago, um, it looked fantastic. It wasn't quite the story I thought it was going to be, but he had that mythological creature drawings down pretty well, so I'm, I'm excited. Uh, here we go, Mr. The Joker 15, the clown prince of crime, has one more trick up his sleeve, a thrilling surprise final issue, how does Gordon escape Texas, what happens to Bane and Vengeance, did the Joker get the last laugh find out here so the cover says James Tinian the fourth, but the uh, actual DC page says Sam Johns is writing mm-hmm. this, so I'm not sure Yeah, they're, they're co-writing basically oh, okay. uh because uh, John Tinian is uh, going off to do his independent stuff. But this is the final issue of the series. Chikepsi um, Chemical also on art, by the way. Yep. Um, and like I've been I've been bragging to you guys that this is very much so a Commissioner James Gordon uh, book. Uh, they do call it the Joker, but uh, I feel like that's a misnomer. And uh, I feel like everyone should check out the series someday because it is really cool seeing... Uh, Jim Gordon, after, you know, he leaves GCPD, like, what does he do next? And obviously there's one character in his mythos and his daughter's mythos that, like, has always rubbed in the wrong way. I mean, obviously Batman too, but, you know, Joker from The Killing Joke, you know, wounding Barbara and traumatizing Jim in The Killing Joke. You know, I think that he's always had this animosity towards the Joker. Uh, it's been more personal for him than a lot of other characters. So I feel... uh Everyone should check this out, and it gives you those year one vibes because it does like the narration in his mind, like the yellow narration, like in Batman Year One, and it's just really well done. So I think it doesn't. I wish it wasn't called the Joker, but I know why they're doing it to make more money because it's literally Jim Gordon hunting the Joker uh, all over the world. So you think it wouldn't sell cool. if they called it Jim? Nope. I don't know why, but nope. Not even Jim Maybe Gordon. Jimmy. It was just called Jim. Jimmy Dick. <laughs> Commissioner Jim. Yeah. Uh, speaking of saga, as Alex mentioned earlier, saga number sixty, Brian Kivon, Fiona Staples, with the landmark sixtieth issue, and with triumph or tragedy for Hazel and her family. This may be a season finale of saga, but the most emotional series in comics is only getting 
started. So, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Alex, Fantastic Series still on a fucking roll since it came back. And I don't know why I got to say it's Swarwer, but it enjoys, uh, I mean, it, it needs that kind of uh, uh, emotion behind it. Uh, fantastic. Looking forward to it. And uh, it's still consistently a book that delivers, a book that is consistently on time, and still two ninety nine. I think it's the best deal in the market right now. For sure is. And sometimes uh, if you forget about it and you come back a week later, it's a dollar less. So <laughs> It is. Um, which actually uh, is, uh, oh, let me actually. So today is, no, today's Wednesday. God dang, I was going to check Hoopla and see if it was on there. Because Hoopla <laughs> actually, uh, like I said, has these um, on there. But I don't think they had 59. I think the last one they had was 58. I don't know what happened. Maybe they just forgot to get them or something. But, um <laughs> Batman number 125. Uh, glad this is on the list here, too, because we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, what happens when you actually get to meet Chip Zdarsky one day? Well, and, you, know, you know that scene. And he's just so blown away by how you pronounce his name. Have you ever seen that I, Big Trouble in Little China? A long time ago. Have you ever seen it, Alex? No. Oh. Have you ever seen um, Scanners? No. Nope. Basically, my head's going to explode. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to be doing mm. that and just pop. You know, I don't know where. I'll send you a picture after. I feel like I would pay him 100 bucks just to go, Mervin. <laughs> <laughs> and you would just be like, oh, my God, I think I can die now. I can die happily. Uh, a- Chip on this book with Jorge Armenes on the art. Superstar writer. Dar- Zdarsky joins legendary artist Jorge Jimenez to define a new era of Batman. Bruce Wayne is at a turning point, haunted by dreams of a dark future, while Gotham City billionaires are being gruesomely murdered. With the discovery of an arch enemy's involvement in a tragedy unfolding, the Dark Knight's nightmares are just beginning. And in the backup, there's chaos in Gotham as the underworld fights over one of its crown jewels, and Selina Kyle is caught in the middle. How can she stop the bloodshed and even make a little bit money, more money in the process? Garrett? Um, I mean, I know one of us is going to put this on the list this week, but Chip Zarsky on a Batman book with Jorge Jimenez, that is like perfect creative team. Um, you know, I saw this was coming and I was glad because I had already, I had already ordered it and, uh, was happy that it wasn't sold out already when I did purchase it. Um, and so I'm just super excited. It gets to me next week. And like, it just kind of reminds me of like Grant Morrison, uh, Dick Grayson as Batman. It's just very vibrant colors. Looks a little gritty. Um, you know, with Chip, he writes those really good character study stories. Um, not to say that what's been coming out has been bad, but I think that you truly need a great creative team behind Batman. And this is one to kickstart the summer and like, just have a blast through his run. So I'm so excited for this next year or so of story. I think of his daredevil run and how they finished with the first 36 issues of it, just to have him come back to start the next volume of this book. And to know that he's on going to be on daredevil and the Batman, uh, fantastic choices on both Marvel and DC for two iconic characters that need that. I feel like need that gritty writing that Zdarsky can do at the same time. That's going to be nuts. What if one week they line up? I think I would just, <laughs> I know they'd be like, blah, 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 blah. which is like, I was trying to do. <laughs> and I explode. So. Here we go. Comics coming off this week, the first week of July, as we mentioned, the fifth and sixth uh, of the week. Uh, make sure to visit RainbowComicsAndCards.com, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. That's RainbowComicsAndCards.com, locations in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, on ta- online anytime, Lincoln, Lincoln, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Alex, what about this weather? What are we talking about here? Uh, ball sticking to thighs. That is enough said, uh, everyone. It's it's You know what? Last night we had ridiculous storms in Sioux Falls. I mean, trees breaking. Um, I woke up this morning, and I thought, oh, you know what? It's nice and cool. I got outside uh, to go fix something. Uh, it was hot. I was uncomfortable. And it doesn't take much for me to be uncomfortable, but guess what? Uh, we are just now past the 4th of July. That only means it's going to get hotter. 
Get your eyes fixed out. Stick them down your pants. Keep them cool. Mm-hmm. Keep them tight. Good, tes- good testicle health is important, everybody. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> um, Alex, what do you think about these storms here? Uh, probably like the third time we've had these strong winds. What's going on? I, you know what? I was, I had complained about it today. I cannot believe, in my thirty-two years of life, uh, these are the most consistent vicious storms I've seen. Now I realize we are on the very like top north of Tornado Alley. We don't see very many tornadoes. It can happen, but it hasn't happened as much as you think it would. Um, there's a lot of wind coming down, a lot of rain. Uh, it's it's kind of scary. Like, what was it? Like a month ago, we had that dark black storm of just like wind and dirt. It was that a derecho. Scary. scary shit. Mm-hmm. Scary shit. There you go. Uh, scary shit, as always, uh, <laughs> happening here with these storms. And you know what? I think this global warming thing, I mean, this climate change, I think there might be something to it. So who knows? Uh, that's the uh, comics come out this week and the weather forecast for this week. As Alex mentioned, I was kind of uh, pulling up the uh, next books we're talking about, so I kind of zoned out for a second. And as you mentioned, there is going to be snow within the next week. I'm, I'm going you know, to keep up with you there. I know I, it's a long shot, Alex, but there might be snow, like you said. You did said? you say storm or snow? Snow. Did you say snow? I did not say snow, but you know what? Mm. Anything is possible. I'm going to guess we're going to get a trace amount in three days. That's a prediction. Is that going to be it started off as snow and then turned to rain, or you think there's going to be some snowy flakes in the sky? I'm I'm not a psychic. I'm just telling you what I feel. So it, it's going to happen. <laughs> Marvin, one way I or will another. give you a hundred dollars if I see a legitimate snowflake come from the sky. It's going to be enough where it's going to stick to your window for a second, so you'll see it. Bullshit. <laughs> Trace amount. Uh, here we go. Next segment here. Uh, let's talk about it. We are going to read some of Kurt Busiek's books as we uh, read along the Avengers Forever for the book club. And uh, the first uh, book, first issue, we're going to talk. Right, we're talking first issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Superman: Secret Identity. Kurt Busiek and Stuart, uh, Stuart Eminen uh, is a story about uh, Clark Kent, not the Clark Kent that you know, but the Clark Kent that you're introduced to in here. Just a boy uh, uh, in a little rural town. Did they ever say where it's in? It's in Kansas still, right? Um, yeah, what is it called? Is it Pickettsville? Yes. And uh, his parents uh, have the last name uh, Kent, and they think it might be cute that he they would name his kid Clark Kent, and he comes out looking like Clark Kent, and so he gets picked on for having the Clark Kent name. And basically all his parents and his family for every uh, occasion crew, Christmas, birthdays, Easter, Halloween, uh, 4th of July, when you give presents, right? Um, they always give him something. You celebrate holidays different than I do. Well, you know what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, they give him uh, uh, Superman paraphernalia, which makes me think. So in this universe, Superman is not real. He's just a, a fictional character. Am I right? Correct. And so... Um, he basically uh, finds out one day that he has powers. He wakes up one day and he's in the air and uh, and he goes and he thinks he's dreaming, but he realizes he's like, he said, I, I pinched myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming, but I knew deep down inside that I wasn't. And he kind of, it's his way of almost like a coming of age tale of him trying to figure out how to fit into, you know, his with, uh, with friends or fit into society and thinking that he's an outcast because people make fun of him being Clark Kent when he's not actually Clark Kent. And then he wakes up one day with the powers of Superman. And how does he use that? And how does he guide his life with those powers? And how does he now try to fight it, uh, fit into society with being even more different than he was prior? Uh, Garrett, you were the one that, that suggested we uh, get into this book. What do you think of that first issue? You know, I I remember uh, reading it the first time, and this is truly one of the best um, early representations of Clark Kent. You know, I feel like uh, a lot of books and, like, origin stories try to capture what it's like to be... And I I get it. This is kind of like a meta Clark Kent that's like, oh, okay, my parents call me Clark Kent. But he actually, you know, is his own version of Superman, and it does a pretty good job of his origin. But I just forget how much fun it is to kind of see what it's like to gain powers as a kid. 
You know, like, he had a pretty traumatizing, not traumatizing, but he just had a very lonely and sad childhood that to finally have this thing, that this calling to, like, be more, to do something more, to, like, grow outside of his shell and be something more for, for you know, everybody around him. I love that. Um, you know, you, uh, he starts playing with his powers. And he's like, oh, hey, I could profit off of this. And then when it really comes down to it and people are in distress, you know, he reaches out and saves the day. And so, like, you can tell that, though, yes, this is a different Clark Kent. It is a very similar Clark Kent to the Superman that we know. And God, it's just a great coming of age story. Um, and if you, you know, it's so loose to Superman besides the powers and the costume, but it's almost a perfect representation of a young uh, Superman finding his powers for the first time. And I, I just forgot how great it is. Cause it's almost as if uh, it's not really, a telling of obviously like you stated not a real Clark Kent it's not the real Superman but almost the essence of this person's personality and soul are the same as Clark like he wants to use these for good his first thought isn't fame it isn't to gain money from this it's to how do I help people with this and so there might be a, a thing to say to, to it being that him being an influencer given so many things Superman they push it away for so long but he still kind of uh, gained that uh same kind of mentality from uh, maybe as a young boy, he would read them and then eventually he became sick of them. And so Matt, deep down inside, he almost uh, lives the Superman way. So, uh, yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, that closet yeah. where he stores all the Superman shit, uh, throw me the key, buddy. Uh, I'll take care of it for you. Like, I'll find it a good home. <laughs> Alex, you, you stated to be, uh, earlier today to in us in a private conversation uh, via a text message. Um, I'm going to tell everybody all about this, but not tell them about this. Um, but you stated that you only read this one time prior. What do you think about it in the second run through of this first issue? I uh, I forgot how amazing this book is. Um, you know, we talk about it. It almost it almost feels like even a Spider Man book, and I get it's it's not. But it, that this young kid who who's always been picked on his whole life, and it was picked on unfortunately a parent's decision to make you named after uh, a famous fictional character. Um, but he has these powers, and he, like you said, he didn't go to be famous. He honestly was using them just to escape. He went to go fly around, and then when that Hopesville or Hopestown or wherever uh, got flooded, and he goes, "Holy shit, people! Some people need help. Let me do this." He knew that there's a responsibility to use his powers for good, and and when he did get quote unquote caught, um, he wanted to do his best to share, but not overshare with the the people of the town um it's phenomenal i can't believe i have only read this one time uh so refreshing and imminent art is phenomenal and i already knew it was phenomenal but this was such a fantastic reminder uh and for me this is i think my first dip into kurt busick's writing maybe not maybe tooth and claw had been my first uh dip into it but this is honestly probably the best Superman story for me. Well, and isn't that crazy? It's not even Superman. It's not. It doesn't have any of the Superman mythos besides the power set. You know, it's like that's the amazing thing is like it's it's more connected to Superman by being disconnected to Superman, and I think that is just such powerful storytelling. And yeah, bringing up Stuart uh, Amonin, holy crap, great art! Like, where has that guy been? Like, I'm like. I think the last thing I remember him doing was that Marvel sci-fi series uh, where he kidnaps the princess and her family. He doesn't kidnap, uh, what's it called? Oh, Empress. Empress, yeah, that was the last one I remember him doing. And That was the Skybound one uh, from Image. But this book had so many good splash pages, like Young Clark over the earth flying, and like all those scenes where he's wearing the Superman costume, like for Halloween. And that scene in the newspaper where he's getting caught holding the pipe, you know, I'm just like, oh, my God, just just beautiful art. Uh, truly couldn't ask for a better artist and writer on this book. It's just so well done. I, I remember the first time I read this book, um, I didn't stop at issue one. I, I had to keep going because I remember we bought it at Rainbow uh, that free comic book day. And this was when I not back when I was crazy. I'm still crazy on how I collect my books. Um but I had to get this in issues. And I remember once I started, you just couldn't stop. 
Yeah. No, and and I can see why you haven't maybe read it again because it's so good. But holy shit, like this is just peeling back the first layer, but it gets very emotional from here out. And I, I, you know, spoilers for what's to come, but I mean, I get that fourth issue knocks me on my ass almost every time I read it. So, uh, Garrett, to answer I, your question on where he is, he, uh, Stuart Eminent retired. He did. Oh man, he oh, retired my. with. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 800 was his last issue that he did. Oh, wow. Damn. Well, go out while you're on top, I suppose. But thanks for doing Superman Secret Identity, because holy cow, one of the best Superman stories out there. I, I will say... Uh, uh, go ahead, Alice. Well, I was just going to say, I and I think maybe the thing I'm interested in reading this book is that it's probably been at least four, if not five years. So before my daughter was born, I had read this book. And oh, now to buddy. read it as a dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you get to that third issue, I think it is. Oh, buddy, it's it's hard. When I when we talk about it on the show, and I remember when we did um, Day Tripper, I read that before I was a father, before I was married. I enjoyed it. And then I read it for the show, and I told the guys, I said, I haven't cried that much in a long time after reading a book. After the, um, after you became a father. You after I became a father. Yeah, that book hits hard. That's and, a I tell you what, this is one of those books that I know there's stakes at hand, and I know that when we get to issue three and issue four, uh, if I haven't cried, I became a robot, and uh, I'm not the same person I used to be, because I am I am super likely uh, to get teary If Day Tripper, especially that final issue of Day Tripper, that's where it hit you, but uh, um, if that got you crying, there's no way you're surviving issue three. If I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah. from my recollection of it, it just... Especially because doesn't he have twin girls, if I remember yeah. correctly? Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. what I was going to state, Alex, and uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't your first uh, brush with Kurt Busiek when I borrowed you that Asheville City? I don't think I don't remember reading. I think you borrowed that to Garrett because yeah, I never you borrowed it to me. You know what? Uh, it was the vampire my apologies. One. My apologies. I thought you were Garrett. I was talking to. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> One I'm, of us is insulted, and it's me. I was going to state, uh, Garrett, to your point before, like it's or uh, Alex saying that it's like one of your favorite Superman stories, and Garrett saying that's what the crazy thing is is like not, it's not even Superman. I think if like if you're given the task, if he was given the task to be like modernize Superman and make it more realistic, and he took and then this was the approach to it, I think this is the best way to do it to make it a character who's not necessarily that character, but embodies everything that is great about that character and also have it be like an origin story, but also a different kind of story. Cause as we get along in the issues, it, it does veer a lot from the mythos of Superman, but it still keeps what is at the heart of that character in place. And I think that's what uh, Kurt Busiek does best is he kind of finds out what really makes these characters feel uh, real and feel like, you know, they're a character that you can root for. And that's what his through line is. In these issues, it's not about what his powers are going to be or any action scenes, even though there are going to be some coming up here. Uh, and and they, I remember them looking great and, and being fun. And even this one at the end there when the reporter uh, pulls a Mr. Glass and decides to cause an accident at the uh, the fair there and to uh, kind of smoke out uh, Clark. And then he kind of pulls it a double, uh, he you know pulls a reverse uno on her and acts like he isn't strong. And uh, she gets put into... Uh, she goes to trial. I don't think she goes to jail. She goes to uh, psych ward. Um, but like even that part, like it's still like there's a point to that. There's not just mindless action. Like there's a point to that whole part there where he wants to be like, I'm coming out. I'm going to tell everybody who I am. And then when he gets to that point, he's like, I can't do that. Like it doesn't make sense. And like there's still a point to that whole scene and the narrative choice that uh, Kurt Busiek uses in this, which actually is probably one of his main choices in any other book. He likes to do the first person narrative like they're almost writing a journal and i believe this one he's writing a book when he gets older and so this is like him looking back at that uh i feel like is it's always a strong viewpoint to take a, a story from that aspect and um i think in this story it works very well like i was thinking the whole time i was reading this i was like this story i don't feel like would work as well if you are not in clark's head and you need to be there especially with a coming age story like this so uh, same thing you guys mentioned. It's, it's one of my favorite books, and every time I read it, there's literally you can read it years later, and it still holds up. There's nothing about it that ages poorly. And you know, I think it's a real testament to is you know how much we all hate narration 
it doesn't feel like bogged down narration. It is like it moves with the pace of the story. And I, I still feel like I'm reading thought bubbles. Like that's how good the writing is. I, I, if I have a gripe about the book, I don't know what it is. There is, there's not a thing that took me out of this issue. There's not a thing I didn't enjoy. Um, and you're right. I am, I am, I hate having to read more than what needs to be read, uh, which is a later cute music thing we'll talk about. Um, this book is phenomenal. I mean, if we gave these ratings, this would be a 10 because there's nothing mm-hmm. I did not love. And that art is so phenomenal. The writing is on point. Uh, and I know their stakes and in, and Clark knows their stakes at hand. Like you said, when he goes to, he wants to debut himself and he realizes that's not the right call. I don't need to be selfish about this. I need to help these people who can't defend themselves against this explosion. Uh, it's phenomenal. If there was like an absolute edition of Superman secret identity that, but it was like silent panels. Oh my God. I'd have to have it. Isn't there like that, uh, Special edition version that's like leather bound. Uh, let me look. I thought there was. If that's a, if that's a thing, uh, that might be coming home with. Papa I do know Gino recently. This, <laughs> I know this book was out of print for a long, long time, and it, recently they re uh, uh, released it in a special edition. So that is out there now. So there is a special edition. I believe like two, four years ago it, it came out. So, uh, so that issue one, Superman Secret Identity. Uh, issue two, we will read for next week. Uh, excuse me. No, next week we will actually would not be, and I'll let you know what that. Uh, God, we should announce it before. And Corey is still here. Ah, we'll talk about it. Um, second book we're going to read, and Aaron, Alex, uh, kind of hinted towards it already. Avengers Forever number five. Uh, Kurt Busiek, Roger Stern, and Carlos uh, Pachinko. Uh, past perfect, per future tense. Can the Avengers scattered across forever stop a worse time wave before everything? is chained. Alex, what do you think about this issue? Okay, so the issue's not the worst one we've read. Not so the, you know, so the thing that I, I that bothered me the most. One, it looks fine. Um I enjoyed who's the first part of the story? The Captain America Giant Man story. I really did enjoy. That was actually very good. Uh they were as shocked as I was to see how the Avengers had changed. Uh, I enjoyed it. The 1950s one with Wasp and uh, Marvel. Yeah, okay, whatever. Didn't really, whatever. Didn't really care. And then when we got even farther back in time, I cared even less. These anomalies that they're looking for are... I would rather have it be each issue was a whole part. So instead of splitting it into three separate things where Rick Jones has to narrate... Oh, you know what? Let me think about this other thing because it's calling me over here now. I don't give a shit. Tell me a story, and then the next issue, tell me the next part. I don't need the jump between each three. So, uh, Rick Jones, I hope Immortus kills you. Dang, that was hardcore. <clears throat> I was uh, liking this issue quite a bit uh, more because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this is like early Kurt Busiek. Cause like, well, I mean, obviously, uh, let me say this too, cause you, cause Alex brought it up and you're about to bring it up here, Gary, and then I'll let you go. But, yeah. um, the book does credit Roger Stern as being a co-writer. So like, it's not all Kurt Busiek mm-hmm. writing. And I feel like maybe that's where the kind of old school dialogue comes from is Roger Stern. Cause he is an old time Marvel writer and did write a lot of Avengers, uh, that were prior to this in the eighties. So it might be from that, but I don't know, but go ahead, uh, Garrett. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I felt like this issue was refreshing because it wasn't bogged down by narration. The, the, it was a lot of dialogue, um, this issue, and I thought that made it more enjoyable. Um, when I'm reading panel after panel after panel of narration bubbles, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so bored. So uh, it was really refreshing this issue to have like, more dialogue and this was the first time I, I got to the end and I was like oh shit it's over like I was I was really into it so uh, I like the idea of the three teams uh, kind of doing their own things and then each having repercussions across the timeline but yeah Rick Jones being able to see him on his giant head shows up like you guys are you're in trouble uh, I thought the cliffhanger was really well done as well I was like oh because that kind of like it gets me excited because this is what could potentially be happening in, um, you know, the MCU with, uh, yeah. you know, Morris and K- 
Kang going into timelines and being like, oh, we're going to get rid of this universe, and boom, dead. So, with uh, incursions and stuff like that, so. I feel like it is almost going to be what it is. I mean, we already got introduced to a version of Kang. We know that version of Kang is going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, and who knows if that's going to be the one that we'll see later on that goes against the Avengers. So, I do feel like we're getting a lot of this because in this issue alone, don't we see three different kings, I believe? Back in the uh, cowboy story, the Immortus, and then I think the other one we don't see, the one that sent them there, but they referenced them a couple times. So um, I, I, I'm kind of with Garrett. I feel like I, this is the one I enjoy the most out of all of them. I feel like the plot, at least, there's stuff going on. And uh, I, I am the dialogue is kind of wearing on me, especially when they talk with each other. But I feel like there's enough there for me to get through that. Um, I didn't think, like uh, Garrett said, this issue was as bogged down with that as the rest of them were. And uh, I do like the way that the plot is heading. And so I'm looking forward to it. But also, once again, Carlos uh, Pachenko's art, I feel like, is fantastic. And I think it's enough for me to kind of uh, go through. And I really enjoyed the 50s Avengers kind of part of it. And I kind of felt sad when they had to be perished. Um, And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, obviously they're not going to you know, they're not going to kill the Wasp and uh, Captain Marvel. <clears throat> well, maybe they will. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I'm interested to see, like, where that kind of story goes. Like, what's the end game for Mortis and why is he destroying uh, these different timelines? So, um, yeah. I mean, it, it. I feel like at this point it's uh, on a track, and I feel like that track is, like, uh, it feels like an Avenger story. It feels like kind of crazy and feels like out there. Um, but I think the old school mentality to it is something that I'm not in tune with. And it's not really kind of my kind of thing. So that's the part with, of it most that I struggle with. So, But uh, I'm trying to get past it. Especially th- this issue. I believe there's one part where yeah, the initial thing does bother me. Like you said last week, Alex. Like it does bother me. But I guess I call you AP. So what the fuck am I saying? But the only thing is that some of these characters have just met each other. If yeah. I didn't know Garrett, I wouldn't go, hey, G-Dub, what's up? Because it'd be annoying. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a jackass thing to call you a nickname when I don't know you. And I understand that Hawkeye knows who you Hank Pym is. think that's Pym a jackass is, thing? Or he made, huh? That's a jackass thing to do? If I don't know you. Because I actually do the opposite. Like, if I were to meet you for the first time, even if it's not your real name, I would call you Alexander. Yeah, mm. I, have, I have people who do that under the normal, and it bothers the shit out of me. Because <laughs> my name is not legally that name. Yeah, I feel like however you introduce yourself to somebody, that's the name you should go with until you feel comfortable. So, like, uh, you know, Garrett. Gary with uh, one R, never with two R's. And, two R's. Uh, G-Dub. You can't have you know, two R's and two T's. Gary died a while ago, because part of it is that it bothered you. And then I was like, but your real name is way cooler than Gary. I think I still right. call him Gary, though. What do you mean it died? He calls me Gary. I so. never call him Gary. No, you don't call me Gary. I call him Gary because it's easier to type. <laughs> it's true. Uh, sometimes I still want to call you G, and I'm like, nah, but that doesn't sound right either. Let's call G you works. You call you say you call me G a lot. I do, but usually it's to your face. Yeah, that's true. I don't typing, text it. It just looks like G. I had a stroke and just put the letter G. <laughs> right. Do you put lowercase? Do you put uppercase? It's a conundrum. Weird. Just call him. I just put Garrett on top. Just call him Garrett. Just call him Garrett Duck. Garrett Duck. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. Garrett Duck. <laughs> You know where that's from, Garrett? Uh, Howard the Duck? Nope, Darkwing nope. Duck. Darkwing Duck. In that Dark show, they call him DW. So I'm gonna. That's why I said. Oh, DW. sorry. I was like, you know, not. Here I didn't we exist. go. You guys were like 15. There's so. no way you weren't. <laughs> this show. That's the 90s show. It was right yeah. off at the same time as Ducktales. Yeah, I was. Uh, I just. I just made my way into the world, and you guys were. You know, getting puberty, so I don't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, here we go, Gary. Darkwing Duck, first roll. Jesus Christ, you're right. Ran from ninety one to ninety three. Oh uh, shit! I literally was born in ninety three. So it literally, Oops. yeah, was out before you were born. Okay, never mind. But I feel like I watched it later. They replay that shit all the time. 
Hmm. Well, they play a lot of reruns nowadays. Uh, Disney Plus, that's all it is, reruns. There you go, Gary. Go watch Darkwing Duck on... You would love Darkwing Duck, by the way. Really? It's it's a Batman, basically, show. I mean, he's an idiot, but it's good. It's like Hmm. a kid's version of Batman. But I feel like you would be into it. All right, I'll check her out. And his partner, uh, Launchpad, Launchpad. the pilot, he calls... Instead of calling him Darkwing, he calls him DW. And so that's why I called you. Uh, I called you Garrowing. So uh, Garrowing, that's his name. Garrowing, T A R R Wing. Two R's again. Always gotta have that in there. Wednesday Comics six zero five at gmail.com. That's the email address six zero five two one five eighteen forty nine. Or go to wednesdaycomics.com and click on the link that leaves the message. Visit our merch page and then also uh, subscribe to the show as always on that page there. Um, Make sure also to visit our sponsors. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can really hear you guys. This is it's this. Uh, I got to buy a new thing for this thing. The headphone adapter. That's what it is. Um, visit our sponsors: RootsOfSwampThing.com and Remo Comics and Cards and dot com. Hey, Alex. I mean, uh, Garrett. You want you were talking today. Uh, a friend of the show who's been on here before, Zeke, has a new comic coming out. You want to mention to them where what it's called and where they can find it. Yeah, um, uh, it's called Clean Slate. Um, Right now, there's a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, By the time this drops, you have until Monday the uh, 11th uh, to back it. But it's uh, it was awesome. I saw Zeke uh, in the town that we all live uh, downtown, and uh, he was telling me that it is uh, the premise is that there is a uh, uh, what do you call a maid that takes care of a coven of vampires and has for a very long time at this uh, house and she decides she doesn't want to do that anymore. So she's finding a way to get rid of the coven. Uh, so she doesn't have to be their maid anymore. So pretty, uh, pretty cool storyline uh, to check out. So yeah, you got until July 11th to uh, check out that Kickstarter and back it. Clean slate Zeke Hansen S O N on Kickstarter. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's uh well, it's pen, uh, pen dragon ink. So, that is their uh, that is the imprint. So I think it's under that. Let me check. Let me check real quick. I just backed it, so I see it right here, and it is uh, clean slate. Yep, Pendragon Inc. So all right, I tried to uh, Twitter that link too, so we can get that out there. I'll send you the thing. There you go. Oh. Comics uh, coming out. Thor, big week for us. Uh, I mentioned before uh, earlier in the show that next week we'll be having the Thor review, Love and Thunder, uh, instead of the usual show. And so that'll bring you, uh, we'll bring you guys that next week. Uh, I'm going to be on vacation. Alex is moving on uh, into a new household. So we got to take a little siesta. Siesta? That's not the right word. Ooh, break. Take a nap. Take a like nap. It. Yeah, you guys don't have anything to do. You're just going to nap. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, I'm going to, actually, you know, there's more likely that I'm going to be napping and not Alex, because he's actually going to be doing work. I'm going to be camping uh, in, in in some shitty cabins and probably, you know, uh, breaking my back and getting paralyzed, so. <laughs> my God. Are you really? Yeah. The place we're going, we've been to, that we went to, you know how the South Dakota cabins, like the Gamefisher yeah. Park, like they're all the same kind of cabins? We uh two years ago or three years ago, no, before the pandemic, like 2019, 2018, we went to one um, north of Sioux Falls. I get forget, I always forget what town we were by, but uh, I literally woke up one day and I was like, I can't fucking move. Like my back hurts that much, so, like I just can't move. And then we're going to cabins next week, and I go, Hey, where are we staying? And uh, it's Sioux Falls. I mean, it's gonna be South Dakota Game Fishing Park cabin. And I go, Motherfucker, it's that bed again. Because that's all they have there. So uh, Better go get yourself an egg carton mattress before you go, man. I was literally going to say, I'm pretty sure there's something I can buy that I can lay on so I won't get paralyzed. So, you know what, though? Who needs legs? You know? If I'm paralyzed. <laughs> Not Professor X. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Yeah, I, just, I just saw a story where they can implant something in your spine and you can walk again fine. So, if I break my back, uh, really, only though, though, I don't, I, I don't really, I just I need some, my eyes and my hands to read comics. And uh, my eyes to watch movies and my hands to play games. So, <laughs> who's gonna push you around? I told you, I'm gonna. They're gonna put something in my back, and I'm gonna uh, fly like Iron Man. Mecha Marvin. <laughs> you know, though. Actually, uh, speaking of earlier, we're speaking of Darkwing Duck in uh, uh, Ducktales. Uh, Gizmo Duck. He runs around in on a single wheel, and that's gonna be me instead. 
So oh god, I'm gonna run around on, on a on a unicycle. So be ready to mm. see me out there. <laughs> yeah, I would love to watch that, Marvin. Uh, you want a unicycle? That'd be fantastic. Is it Gizmo Duck? Yeah. Okay. I'm like pretty sure it's Gizmo Duck, but we will confirm that. Uh, but until then, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm a Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay cool. No balls to thighs. Keep turning those pages. Mm-hmm.